Hi, I'm Kensley. And I'm Alyssa. And today we are covering the infamous case of a man who kidnapped and tortured three young girls, Amanda Berry, Michelle Knight, and Gina de Jesus, keeping them hostage for over a decade until they escaped in 2013. This is The Ugly Truth, and today we're covering Ariel Castro. So I won't cover too much of Ariel Castro's life before this, and I also won't cover a lot of the girls' lives as well, just because it would literally be like a three-hour episode if I did that. So I'll cover a little bit of his early life. He was born in Puerto Rico on July 10th, 1960. And when he was a child, he moved to Cleveland, Ohio, where members of his extended family had already lived. In 1992, he bought a house with his wife and four children. However, Castro was allegedly violent with his wife and she left him in 1996, taking custody of their children as well. Mm. And I like further researched this. She had to have a brain surgery because of how violent he was to her. Like oh my he caused like gosh. brain bleeds and yeah, it was Ew. crazy. Wow. Yeah. And according to a book that was written by two of the kidnapped girls, Castro also claimed that he was sexually assaulted by another boy in his neighborhood as a child. This hasn't been confirmed, but, you know, just to get mm-hmm. some background before we go into how terrible of a human he is. Wow. I mean, it does cause intense trauma, but ah, a little yeah. much. <laughs> little much, even for trauma. So the first girl that was kidnapped was Michelle Knight. It was on August 23rd, 2002. She was on her way to a social services appointment about regaining custody of her son, who was like one or two at the time. She had him with an ex-boyfriend. He was super abusive, but her son was like the light of her life. She adored him, but she had been like struggling with income. And so they were like, we need to have a social services appointment to figure out how to give you full custody again, because she had kind of lost some of it. And as she was looking for this appointment building, she got lost. She couldn't find the building she was looking for and asked several bystanders for help, but no one could point her in the right direction. That's when she saw Castro. He offered the 20 year old a ride and Michelle actually knew one of his daughters. So she said yes, but he began driving in the wrong direction, claiming he had a puppy for her son. Oh, ick. Very cliche. Ick, gross. Yeah, so they arrive, and he convinces her to enter his house. And once she's inside, she walks up to the room where supposedly the puppies are, and then he slams the door behind them. Yeah, locks locks her inside. <sighs> um, and then, like, right off the bat, he starts sexually assaulting her. And little did Michelle know that she would be in the captivity of Ariel Castro for the next 11 years of her life. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so sad. You know. 20 she, years old. Yeah, she's 20. In 2003, Castro offered to drive Amanda Berry, then 16, 
home from her job at Burger King. Like Michelle Knight, she knew Castro's children and got into his car. She was also kidnapped, assaulted, and held captive. Then skip forward another year, 2003, same scenario happens with a 14-year-old girl, Gina de Jesus, who was a close friend of his daughter Arlene. Gina had actually had plans to hang out with Arlene Castro that day, but something happened and their plans fizzled out. The two went their separate ways, and a little bit later, Gina ran into Ariel Castro when she spotted his van. He was claiming he lost his daughter and needed help finding her, that she like went missing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Gina offered to help him look, even entering his home when he offered. And oh my goodness, this is so ironic and crazy. Ariel Castro's son, who's named Anthony, he was a student journalist for the high school, and he wrote an article about the missing family friend, like <gasps> Gina, because he knows her, like they're she's friends with Arlene Castro. Oh my So gosh. he writes an article about it and even interviews her mom, like not knowing what's happening in his dad's house. Because like, like I said, they're, the parents are separated. Ariel Castro and his ex-wife are separated, so maybe they don't live with him, they probably don't, but... That is crazy. Yeah. So he even interviewed De Jesus's grieving mother, Nancy Ruiz, who said, quote, people are watching out for each other's kids. It's a shame that a tragedy had to happen for me to really know my neighbors. Bless their hearts. They've been great. End quote. Mm. So sad. The lives of the three victims were filled with terror and pain. For years, he kept them restrained in his basement before finally allowing them to live upstairs, but they were still behind locked doors. Yeah, I read so many articles and it was like, finally, they were allowed to move upstairs. I was like, no, like that's that's not much better. No, and how, how did he keep the doors locked while he was gone? Yeah, I, there's nothing really about that. It just says he had them locked and like the doors upstairs were locked from the outside so they couldn't like leave and i'm sure they were still restrained like they were in the basement and he had little holes in the doors for food to like slide food in and out and then he made them use plastic buckets as toilets which he rarely emptied and one of the worst things that he did in my opinion was he played mind games with them like he would leave their doors open like randomly he would leave their doors open leave them unrestrained and basically tempt them with the idea of freedom like so he would keep the doors open and then when they tried to make a run for it he would like grab them and start beating them as a punishment for trying to leave when he was the one that set it up like it was like yeah it's terrible that is awful yeah and instead of birthdays he forced the women to celebrate their abduction day commemorating the anniversaries of their imprisonment. Oh my gosh. That's like so sick. I, that's disgusting. Ew. I know. Oh my gosh, I hate that. To like have your birthday pass and be like, wow, this is my birthday. But like instead I'm celebrating the day that this man like ruined my life. Yeah, and took everything away from me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep, and year after year went by like this, filled with frequent sexual and physical violence. The women locked away in the home of their captor watched the world go by year after year, season after season. They even watched the royal wedding of Prince William and Kate Middleton on a small, grainy, black and white TV. So they were seeing all of these, like, big world events happen, and they were, like, stuck. That is so sad. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. 
And the women started to learn how Castro functioned, how he thought, how he worked, how he lived. They had to learn how to suppress their emotions. And they learned that Castro was a sadist, basically, who craved their pain. So he would, like, get off on them being in pain. So instead, they would just learn how to hide it. They would just push it down. And they passed several years this way until something drastic changed. The years of sexual assault had caused Michelle Knight to become pregnant, but Castro didn't want anything to do with a child. He began starving her and beat her until she miscarried. And only a few years after this, Amanda Berry also became pregnant. But this time, Castro let her go full term. When it was time for her to give birth, Castro made her sit in a plastic kiddie pool so there wouldn't be a mess. And Michelle Knight helped deliver Amanda's baby. Oh, this is so terrible. I know, it's so terrible. But also talk about, like, I don't know. Like, you're literally delivering this stranger's baby. Talk about bonding. Like, in a sad way, like... That's, like, some serious connection they have forever, you know? Right. And These two girls. Oh, my gosh. And imagine just how terrifying that is. You have no medical help at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just sitting in a kitty tub, like, in someone's attic, basically. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. And Michelle and Gina were normally kept together in the same room. Michelle was by far the most rebellious. She was the oldest one, so I'm like, that makes sense. She was the most rebellious and was in trouble the most often. I mean, she did have a kid, too, so she's probably fighting. Yeah. I, and I know this whole time, like, she's gone from her kid for, ends up being, like, over a decade. That's right. insane to me. Oh, uh, so sad. But yeah, he'd punish her by withholding food, restraining her to a support beam in the basement, and by frequent beatings and rapes. By her court date, she was pregnant at least five times, but never came to term. Castro wouldn't let them, beating her so much she suffered permanent damage to her stomach. Oh my gosh. And Amanda was left in a small room with her child, a daughter named Jocelyn. She tried to make life in the home as normal as possible for her daughter. Amanda even kept a journal of her life in the house and recorded every time that Castro assaulted her. Wow. I can't oh, imagine I know. having the power just to like actually do the strength that that takes i can't i can't gina de jesus faced much the same fate as the other two women her family continued to search for her unaware that the girl was not far from home locked away in the house of a man they knew castro even ran into her mother once oh my gosh and he took a missing person flyer that she was distributing that is disgusting and in a sarcastic display of cruelty he gave the flyer back to De Jesus with her own face mirrored back at her, yearning to be found. Oh, that is so sad. Oh my gosh, this man is so sick. I know. That's like definitely like sadist for sure. Yeah. Oh for my sure. Gosh. And it seemed like the women's imprisonment would never end. Year after year, any hope they had of seeing freedom dwindled. But then, finally. On a warm day in May of 2013, about a decade after the kidnappings, everything changed. Mm. To Michelle Knight, the day felt eerie. She said that she felt that something was bound to happen that day when she woke up. Castro drove to a nearby McDonald's and forgot to lock the door behind him. 
little Jocelyn, this is Amanda's daughter, went downstairs and ran back up saying, quote, I don't find daddy. Daddy's nowhere around, end quote. And she also said, quote, mom, daddy's car gone, end quote. For the first time in 10 years, Amanda Berry's bedroom door was unlocked and Ariel Castro was nowhere to be found. She thought, should I chance it? If I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. Oh my gosh. So Amanda went to the front door, which was unlocked, but wired with an alarm. She was able to stick her arm out through the padlocked storm door behind it and began screaming, quote, somebody please, please help me. I'm Amanda Berry, please, end quote. She was able to flag down a passerby, Charles Ramsey, a neighbor, who helped break down the door, and then Ram- Ramsey called 911, and Barry pleaded, quote, I've been kidnapped, I've been missing for 10 years, I'm free now, end quote. Oh. She begged the dispatcher to send police to help her fellow prisoners on Seymour Avenue. And I actually have the 911 call from Amanda Barry, and I will play it for all of you right now. kind of fuzzy on Amanda Berry's end yeah but basically she tells them she's been missing for 10 years she's free now dispatch says you need to stay outside wait to talk to the cops and she's basically like he's gone he's gonna come back so she's worried about Castro coming back to find her before the police can get there that's when they're like who is this guy she says Ariel Castro and then when the police get there she tells them there's two other girls inside So they do make it in time before Castro gets back. And from Michelle's point of view, when all of this happened, there was banging on the ground floor when Amanda was breaking through the door, when that Ramsey guy broke through the door. And she thought that Castro had returned and caught Barry. And so she thought like, oh, we're busted now. But she didn't realize she was finally free from Castro until the police stormed the house and she fell into their arms. Knight and De Jesus followed the officers out of the house, blinking in the Ohio sun, free for the first time in a decade. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, it's insane. And on the same day as the women's rescue, Castro was arrested for aggravated murder, rape, and kidnapping. He testified on his own behalf during his trial. Oh, of course. As (laughs) many people like this do. He was equal parts defiant and repentant. Castro painted both himself and the three women 
as equal victims of his sexual addiction. Oh my gosh. He claimed that his crimes were not nearly as bad as they sounded and that no. his victims lived in some comfort with him as willing partners. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw He something. even claims, quote, most of the sex that went on in the house, probably all of it, was consensual. Oh quote. my gosh. I know. Oh, I hate Oh my gosh, it happens so often. Mm-hmm. Also, you're so stupid to represent yourself. There's so much evidence against you. And yeah, think, and when, like, this represent. girl is running out calling the police, and you, the police enter the home and they see two girls chained up, like... What do you think's gonna oh, happen? Yeah. What are you expecting is the outcome? It's not like you let them live in good conditions. Like, no, maybe they were peeing in that. a bucket, yeah. so... No. Yeah. <laughs> oh and he then said, quote, These allegations about being forceful on them, that is totally wrong because there were times where they'd even ask me for sex, many times. And I learned that these girls were not virgins. From their testimony to me, they had multiple partners before me, all three of them, end quote. Which, uh, even if What does that have did, to do with anything? Yeah, that has nothing to do with that. Like, if you're assaulting someone, you're assaulting them, regardless of whether they've been with somebody before or, or not. not. Yeah, and I imagine, like, obviously, Michelle has a child, so yes. But one of them was 14. Right. So I'm like, right. And oh my gosh, I can't imagine. And the girl that was 14 originally, Gina De Jesus, testified against him in court and said his name for the first time. She had previously only called him him or dude to keep him from having power over her. Wow. In her statement, she said, quote, you took 11 years of my life away, end quote. Imagine, like, being kidnapped when you're 14 and not leaving until you're 25. But you know him. You know him well. Yeah, that's your, like, friend's dad. Yeah, you know him well. Like, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Castro was sentenced to life plus a thousand years in prison. Wow, a thousand? Mm -hmm. Ugh, finally, a good sentencing. I know, I know. And he lasted just a little over a month behind bars in conditions much better than what he subjected his victims to. He committed suicide on September 3rd, 2013 by hanging himself with the bedsheets in his prison cell. That is so annoying. Like, it's just so cowardly. Like, you can do this to women for years and they're strong enough to bear it and you can't even deal with it for a month. month. Yeah. And I'm sure his, the people in jail were not treating him right because they do not take lightly to any sort of assault or like... Especially a child, a 14-year-old. Yeah. They don't take lightly. Mm-hmm. So. And after the trial, the three victims went about rebuilding their lives, which is incredible. Right. Michelle Knight went on to write a book about the ordeal titled Finding Me, A Decade of Darkness Before Changing Her Name to Lily Rose Lee. So she's got a different name now. Wow. Well, that's probably for the better because I, mm-hmm. I don't think I could have the same name after all the time because you look up your name and it's filled with all that darkness and everything yeah. you went through for years. I'm kidding. Um, and she actually got married on May 6th, 2015, which was ironically the second anniversary of her rescue. Oh. She hopes to reunite with her son, who was adopted in her absence when he comes of age. So she's oh. trying to reconnect. I know, it's so sad. That is so sad. And they probably just imagine, oh, she just ran away. Like, you know, social services is like... Not that it matters to them, I'm sure, because they're just like, we have a kid without a parent, but... 
Right. That's so sad. Like, that was out of her control. I'm sure they have a whole custody thing, though, now. Like, mm-hmm. she could prove very well that she wasn't, she didn't run. She just got kidnapped. Yeah. I'm sure and I'm sure now they know that. But, like, once he's adopted, you know, I don't yeah. know what there is to do. So, once he turns 18, I'm sure they Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. But she's still reminded of her kidnapping sometimes. She claims that Old Spice cologne and light fixtures with chain pulls are tri- triggers for her. Wow. Which is like one of those random things but she said like ariel castro would just like smother himself in old spice cologne and that's like when he walked in that was like the waft of air that she got so i don't blame her oh yeah that, i mean i i have certain smells that are some stuff I can't yeah smell. like yeah. you know and i haven't been through something like that yeah so. meanwhile amanda berry hopes to find love and marriage she lives with her daughter jocelyn and has adjusted to making her own decisions in life Gina de Jesus, the last of Castro's victims, wrote a memoir with Amanda Berry of their experience together called Hope, a memoir of survival in Cleveland. She also joined the Northeast Ohio Amber Alert Committee, which helps find missing people and supports their families. Wow. And unfortunately, de Jesus and Berry are not in contact with Knight right now, which is really sad because Michelle Knight like delivered Amanda Berry's baby and she shared a room with Gina, right. so... I don't know, but I'm sure she has her reasons. Like, it's super I'm traumatic. Sure a lot Seeing of trauma them is there. probably hard. Yeah. And according to Michelle Knight, she said, quote, I'm letting them go their own way, and they're letting me go my own way. In the end, I hope that we get back together again, end quote. Yeah. Hmm. Now, what happened? This is like happy ending, almost. Almost a happy ending. Now, what happened to Ariel Castro's home on Seymour Avenue? It was demolished a few months after the girls were rescued. And the best of all of this is Gina de Jesus's aunt got to man the excavator as the claw made the first swipe at the house. Oh my god. So gosh. she was like tearing the house down. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's a little bit of closure. A little bit of justice for them. I mean, they got some justice, but I just feel like the suicide thing is... But at least he can't do that to anyone else ever again. Right. So. Right. I mean... Ugh, yeah, that is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so I hard. just don't even have words. Like, it's just so disgusting. Like, I can't imagine right. going through that and then living a normal life after. Mm-hmm. And there was also a really large case going on at the same time. Um, the case of Elizabeth Smart, similar situation. She was abducted from her bedroom window and was held in captivity for nine years until she was rescued. So all of this was almost on the same timeline, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, thankfully all three of the girls are, you know, alive and well. Yeah. I can't say they're okay because like that's a lot of mental damage and a lot of hardship to continue living through, I'm sure. Yeah. But it could have ended much worse as we know with some of these other episodes we've recorded. But... Yeah, that's the case of Ariel Castro. Disgusting, man. Yeah. Alyssa didn't know what we were recording until she showed up. I did not. And I was like, surprise. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I love gross. to just throw her into these cases. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, but thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. 
the amount of love we've been shown literally in the last couple of weeks is insane. It the is podcast crazy. views have like doubled within a week. Ugh, it's so cool. It's so crazy. But something we started literally on impulse. Like <laughs> yeah. randomly I got a text I'm like, hey, you want to start a podcast? And I was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been such a blast. We love it so much. Yeah. And yes, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you have any podcast recommendations for further episodes our email is pod.theuglytruth at gmail.com for any further inquiries you can message us on instagram or give us a follow it is pod.theuglytruth on instagram as well and yeah join us next week as we dive into the ugly truth of another case bye guys